Hey, and welcome to the Church Plus Coffee with Friends podcast. This is Bobby Sayre, and this is the second podcast of the decade. It's still kind of hard to believe that we're in 2020 already, a new decade. So I'm really looking forward to everything that lies in the months and years ahead. And we are on our mobile recording podcast unit, and we're still working out the kinks. So if the audio sounds a little bit different than normal, that's why. Uh, Really glad that you guys are enjoying this podcast with us. If you want to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be great. That helps people to find us easier. Hope everyone had a good New Year celebration and holidays, and we're just really enjoying this winter season. And we've got a really special podcast ahead for you today that I think you're going to enjoy. So listen to it all the way to the end. And one of the reasons it's special is because I have a special guest here with me today who came from halfway around the world. Yet at the same time, she's always close by, and that's my wife, April Sayre. So April, you could say hello if you want. Hello, I'm here. <laughs> hello, so I'm how, here. So how are you doing today? I'm doing just fine. <laughs> so our kids are taking a nap right now while we're doing this. And what do you think, April? Do our kids take pretty good naps? Yeah, they, excuse me, yeah, they, they really do. They, Robert's a great little sleeper and the girls take their rest time every day. So yeah, yeah. But the girls are getting older now, so they don't sleep as much all the time during that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still nice to have that rest time for all of us. (laughs) And of course, this is the Church Plus Coffee with Friends podcast. So I'm drinking coffee today. Yes. And what are you drinking, April? I'm having some tea, some English breakfast tea. English breakfast. So that's pretty bold. Mm, I guess so. So you're a pretty bold person. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure that's how most people would describe me. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So April doesn't drink coffee. She's from Canada. They drink a lot of tea there. And so I guess she enjoys tea a little bit more. And she doesn't drink coffee. I've been trying for years to make her drink coffee. Been married nine years now, but she doesn't feel like she's quite ready yet. So maybe in the next ten years she'll start drinking coffee. Maybe. This this tea, English breakfast, really reminds me of my grandma's house when I was in Canada as a like girl and teenager. So how <laughs> she did she always, serve tea? She always served tea, hot tea and Milk in it, sugar and milk on the table, and some sort of sweet dessert with it or something. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I like Canada. It's a cool place, but the people there can, you know, it can be annoying sometimes the way they talk and how polite they are. <laughs> yeah, don't want to be too polite. <laughs> nope. Uh, so is there anything that you're looking forward to in 2020? Well, I'm about a little over two weeks away from my due date with this fourth baby of ours, so I'm looking forward to um, 
not the birth, but I'm looking forward to having another little one around and having our fourth baby with us. So that'll give us two girls and two boys. Yeah. We're still taking some name ideas. We haven't totally settled on the name that we necessarily want to go with. So if you want to throw any ideas out there, you're you're welcome to leave a comment. Let us know. Boy name. Yep. Preferably from the Bible. Yeah. Yeah, but not none of the bad guys. Just the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so April could have a baby any day now. And that's the reason why right now we're not in Japan. We're in America recording on our mobile unit for podcasting, which is just my phone because we don't have money to just get as many microphones as we want. Uh, yeah. But we're here for a season while April has the baby and looking forward to returning to Japan in about a month and a half, give or take, depending on how long it takes to get our passport and everything. But the saddest part about me about having a baby in the month of January is that we're going to miss a lot of the missions conferences that go on this time of year. Yeah. Like our home church at Destiny, you know, that's kicking off in like 10 days, the Light Show World Missions Conference. And we're really yeah. missing that this year and wish we could be there with everyone. Definitely. And we miss our church family and everything. My due date is just right in the middle of it all. So, yeah, but not this time, but I'm sure next year we'll be there. So are you missing Japan yet? Um, yeah, I think so. A little bit. <laughs> I do. I And I think the little bit of Japanese that I've been slowly learning, it feels like I can lose it so fast without hearing it all the time, being away from there. So, yeah, I'm, I'll be happy to get back. Happy to get back to Japan. Right, yeah. No, we the girls are used to having their friend come over to the house every week. Her, she's Japanese and she speaks some English and they miss playing with her. And there's a lot of relationships, of course, you form. But, um, you know, sometimes it's necessary to be back in our home country for a season. But we're looking forward to getting back there soon and looking forward and thinking and dreaming and planning about what God would allow us to do in 2020. So pray for us as we anticipate the next season in Japan and just really gear up for what God is going to do. Last year, we were able to start an outreach center called the Good News Center. And we're hoping that that's going to go great and continue in the new year. So just pray for everything that goes in Japan. Of course, Japan is a country where less than half of 1% of the people are Christian. Yeah. And that's actually the lowest Christian population of any country in the world. It's even lower than most of the Muslim countries in the world. So less than half of 1%. Think about all those people who have never had a chance to experience the love of Jesus before. Yeah, That's what missions is all about. It's not about traveling and plane tickets and airports. That's kind of the peripheral. It's not what it's about. It's about telling people about Jesus for the first time. So, of course, follow me in April on uh, Instagram if you want to keep up with us more. April's Insta Instagram is April M. Sayre. Mine is Bob Sayre. Find us on there and get updates on what God is doing in Japan. And, of course, just keep up with our family. And if you want to know the minute that the baby is born, that's also a good way to do that. So how do you... 
This is your first time to ever be on a podcast. So how do you like it? <clears throat> well, I don't know. <laughs> it's not my favorite thing to do, I guess. But but your goal is to stretch yourself in 2020. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess it needs to be one of my goals. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, of course, we miss Joseph. Who's Yeah, for sure. <laughs> bringing, bringing the energy that he always brings. But Yeah. I don't think that you're going to get a debate with me like you get with him. Yeah. You'll just wait till the podcast is over to do that. <laughs> but we're hoping that Joseph's going to be on the podcast next week and we can do it via the internet. He's in Montana attending some conferences and doing uh, some different things. So keep him in your prayers too. And they're going back to Japan at the beginning of February. So we're just uh, missing them a little bit too. Yep. <clears throat> so this week, we had our first, like, real date night in over two years because we've been in Japan, and but the real reason is that we've had a little baby for the last two years who's finally a two-year-old. He's finally to the point where he can be on his own. Yeah. You know, now we're going to have another baby. Right. So we're going to start <laughs> this whole process over. Um, but that was fun to be able to do that. We have this small window where he's finally really independent and able to go to bed without a lot of help. And anyway, so we were able to leave all three kids the other night and have a real date. It was really fun. So for our date night, we went out to a nice restaurant. And then after we went and saw Star Wars Episode Nine. Yeah. The final film. Of the Skywalker saga. Or so they say until they make the next one. <laughs> but uh, what did you think of the movie? I liked it. Yeah. So are you I a mean, fan of Raylo? <laughs> um, yeah, I was. But I was really sad to... I was really sad that he, that Kylo Ren died in the end. I don't know why they had to had to do that. Like, oh, they're finally together. And then he just... Anyway, oh, but if is he that doesn't, a spoiler? I guess we're not supposed to yeah, say things spoiler, like that. Sorry. <laughs> spoiler. But if he did not, I mean, I think we're a couple weeks past. We're at the point where we can start talking about it more openly. But if Ben Solo, a.k.a. Kylo Ren, did not die, it wouldn't be the end of the Skywalker saga because the Skywalker would still be alive. So right. it goes back to why do they want to call it the end of the Skywalker saga? Like, that's so final. Right. Maybe they should have just left it open a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. That got attention, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I was hoping that they were going to get married and they would start the new Jedi Order. And, you know, everyone would live happily ever after. Because it was a little bit of a sad ending to the Skywalker story also. Right. Because you want it to end on a high note, if possible. Right. At the same time, like, you can't keep talking about like, talking about the grandkids of Darth Vader is one thing, but you can't just, like, make a story about the great-grandkids of Darth Vader right. and the great-grandkids of Palpatine or whatever. Yeah. So at some point, you have to start over. And the numbers, too, if you say this is episode 10 or 11 or 12, like, no one's going to want to go to the theater right. if you haven't caught up with the story all along because it's like, well, I'm not going to jump in with episode 10. I know nothing about this. So it's a little bit intimidating also to just jump in with keep getting those numbers higher and higher yeah yeah 
So who was your favorite character in the new movie? Mm, I don't know. I guess Ray. I like, I don't know. Finn was funny. <laughs> I like Babu Frick, the little mechanic guy who was so funny. Yeah, he got some chuckles from you during the movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it was great to spend some time together, and it's hard to believe that this time next year in March will be our 10th anniversary being married. Yeah. By that time, um, Lord willing, we'll have four kids, and that's pretty amazing. Maybe we'll have five kids by then. I, I don't know. It's pos- It's possible. No, it's not. Well, it is. It is possible. I mean, you can't. You so. can't say it's impossible. <laughs> All things are possible. Yeah. It's very, very unlikely. Well, God, God's will be done. So, for our family, this is a special week of remembering. And today, January 10th, is the anniversary of my mom going to heaven. And this marks two years now. And so we thought we would just take a couple of minutes to talk about my mom and to remember some fun things about her, the way she impacted our life. And you know, for me, I think it's hard to talk about some of these things sometimes, but it's important to do and to talk about and to remind our own kids, you know, we try to talk about her a lot with my kids because that's the hardest part about losing a parent is like, you know, you remember her, but it's a constant reminding of the kids that they know who their grandma is and show them pictures and talk about stories and talk about all the, you know, great things that she did. Yeah. So we're always trying to tell them stories about her and bring her up in conversation all the time. Yes, we thought we'd share some of those stories with you that we talk about in our family, just some funny memories and quirky things. And uh, I think the greatest part about moms is they love every part of you regardless. You know, as a dad, I think I like to, of course, I love my kids unconditionally, but I like to teach them. I like to help them get better. But I think moms are more like, well, I just I just love them and I don't care about the things they do and the things that they mess up with. But moms just love you unconditionally. So I had a, a really special relationship with my mom and I always felt really close to her. And I think our personalities were somewhat similar too. Yeah. What, we, what ways would you say were similar? Oh, I don't know. Your sense of humor and just the way that you communicate I don't know yeah I think you're a lot alike that that doesn't mean it's that's good or bad but just in some ways we're similar yeah and yeah we like to laugh and be crazy and have fun um I know from my childhood any time that we asked our mom for anything she would always try to do it and so my mom taught at a Christian school that's one thing she did for many years when she was she was a teacher she had a lot of students, and my dad was the principal of the school, so that was fun having my dad be the principal, and my mom was my teacher for many of those years, and of course, we had to get to school really early before everyone else, but I would always try, tell my mom, you know, with my brother and sister, like, hey, can we leave early so that we can go to the store and get donuts on the way to school, or get breakfast tacos on the way to school, and there were very few times where 
she didn't stop and and do that for us and just make that little start of the day just really special and important. And I always remember how she wanted to just do anything for her kids if it was possible, just to help them to have fun and to have a great day. And so many memories like that. I know. It's a wonder that you're not totally spoiled because she was like that. She just gave you so much, and that's just the kind of person she always was. Yeah, of course, the other thing she used to get us a lot on the way to school was breakfast tacos because Las Palapas was right up the hill from the church where the Christian school was, and we always just got breakfast tacos almost every morning because they're dirt cheap. And, uh, and, of course, she made breakfast for us, too. As a kid, I would ask for things like cinnamon rolls, and, you know, she would just give us way too many good things. But, you know, <laughs> you know my mom was kind of funny. She always kind of was hard on herself and would think, oh, I'm not that good of a mom. You know, I don't, I'm not the best cook. Even though she was an amazing cook, she would always make these amazing meals from scratch even. And especially when she moved to China, she really had to start doing things from scratch, like with pumpkin pie. She had to find the pumpkins and you have to roast them for like three hours to soften them enough to make the pure pumpkin puree out of it. Yeah. Just things like that. I mean, she was a really good cook um, growing up. My mom did not want to do like science or PE. And they had the option in California where she grew up back then too, that you could substitute home ec for some of the subjects like science or math that she didn't want to do. So she took like from middle school through high school, like six years of home ec. I don't even know if they offer that in schools anymore. Yeah, I don't know either. But she says it was the most helpful thing to her. And really in something like home home economics, you learn about measurements and you learn how to keep a budget and you learn all those things that you learn in the other subjects. But my mom was a very practical person. She was smart in her own way, but she was also like very practical, street smarts, knew how to get a good deal, you know, how to talk to people and relate to people, was great at friendships and even better than me at a lot of those things. But she was always kind of hard on herself, like, oh, you know, I'm not the best cook or that, but she really, she really was. And I think you see it in the way that all of us as kids and my dad really value her and what an important role she plays in our lives. You know, my mom was funny. She would always, you know, scream at us in a fun <laughs> and loving way, you know, like, you know, you know, get over here. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm going to pinch, I'm going to pinch the fire out of you. She'd always say that or in church she would you know pinch us in love to get us to to shut up or... that was one of the most surprising things when we first got married was how loud her voice was i was just like whoa is she mad no she's just being you know funny she's just so funny with the way she was with her loud voice screaming across the house <laughs> so how did you first meet my mom april oh um well, when I started going to Destiny Church when I was at IBC in college, that's when I met her. And really it was because of her niece, Rachel, who was my roommate at IBC. She introduced me to, you know, her, her aunt, your mom. And um, 
And your mom was just always so kind to me, um, taking me in with Rachel, you know, as like this poor college student that didn't have, you know, much money or ways to go out to eat or do anything much, you know, you know, money wise. So she would like always invite me to come with you guys, with your family to like out to eat after church on Sunday or come to your house when she would cook or, all, you know, lots of things like that. And it just really <laughs> meant a lot to me at that time. Yeah. My mom was always inviting like college age students from International Bible College to like come with them to lunch, you know, students that were kind of close to my sister's age or friends with her niece, Rachel, who was going to school. So there's always these people coming to lunch. And so April was one of the ones that was coming most often. And I just remember being so annoyed that all these people were coming to lunch with us every I'm Sunday. Sure. You never because I just, just like, well, it'd be cool if it was just our family, but my mom just loved to help other people yeah. and she liked to have other people around and to especially help poor college students who didn't have anything. Because what were you eating during the week? If, exactly. That was like the one special meal that you had each week. Right. And like we had, we ate like in a cafeteria style, you know, all week, but on Sunday there were no meals offered. So it was like, you know, we were going to go to Jack in the box and get a dollar item for our lunch if, if it, if it wasn't for your mom. So yeah. And a lot of the, so I was young, I'm a few years younger than April. So I, we weren't like I was finishing high school and she was in college and so there was no sort of relationship back then. She was just friends with my mom, friends with Christy yep. at that point. And a lot of times you would even come over to the house and spend the afternoon there or the evening yeah. there on Sundays. Yeah, spent a lot of time over there um, at the house, just hanging out there with Rachel and Christy, really. Yeah. yeah. And the other day you were saying something about she would give you much money to go to a movie or something well yeah I mean I remember I had a I had a car at the time so really I guess that was kind of Rachel's ride to do all of this stuff too but um but your mom but your mom would let you you all ride with me in the car and she'd be like hey you guys go see this go see a movie you know here's here's money for all of you to go here's some extra money to stop by stop by a store and get some candy on your way and she would just you know, it was just, it was amazing. We could just all go to a movie together on like a Sunday evening or something um, before going back to school on Monday. But yeah, I know I was just, the other day I was telling the girls that story just because it just came to mind. There's just so many little things like that, that, you know, there were, they might seem small, but they meant a lot to me. Um, and then you came to China also at some point after our family moved there. Mm -hmm. So do you, remember, do you remember what year that was? I think it was 2006, was it? Yeah, so 2006, or that was a seven? couple of years after we moved there. Yeah. And how, at this point, we still weren't interested in each other at all. How long were you there? Right. I think it was right before you came to IBC, maybe. Yeah. I was, and I was there for a summer, like maybe two months. Yeah. It's cool. Do you have any memories of being in our house or anything like that in China? Uh, yeah. I mean, I stayed with, with Christy in her, in her room and, um, let's see. I remember they had, well, they had a nursery with little, 
little babies still at that time. They don't anymore. And, um, but that was my favorite, spending time in the nursery with all the little babies, little ones. Yeah. And I know my mom really liked having all the babies there. That was really for a short period that we did that. Yeah. And there was an adoption program where a lot of those kids were adopted to different countries, most of them to America, one to Canada and one to Denmark. And I'm, maybe I'm missing a country in there, but um, these babies that would come in were super frail. And there was one baby named Amy that she took care of who was just skin and bones. And my mom really took her in and took care of her and yeah. loved her, you know. So did she, even though, you know, she's this girl from California, her dad was sort of a wealthy businessman, you know, she could have lived a comfortable life in America pretty easily, but she chose to go wherever my dad wanted to go and to serve God wherever he had her to serve him. Yeah. 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 I remember she would love if we would bring one of the babies up to the, your apartment, your, your, where your family was and she just wanted to spend time with those babies, too. Yep, she loved them. Yeah. So maybe you're like, maybe you're listening out there and, you know, you think, well, my background's not perfect. I don't know if I'm someone who could really do anything for God or could really make an impact. But take someone like my mom, who her parents were separated from a very young age. And she she didn't even know they were separated until later in life that she learned that but her dad would come home on the weekends after business trips and um you know he was a good dad he loved them but he would just come home for one day a week and take them out for ice cream and out to eat and then she was without a dad for the rest of the week really i know that of course there's other people out there that are like that and they come from a broken home and she could have felt sorry for herself she could have just lived a selfish lifestyle or, you know, lived the way she wanted to live. But she said, you know, even though my parents aren't setting the best example, I'm going to do what's right and honor God. And a lot of times, even though her parents were Christians, they didn't attend church. So a lot of times she would be the one taking herself to church. And that's a great example for me that I'm not a Christian because of my parents, but I, that's a decision that I make. And wherever I want to go, whether it's we're serving in China or in Japan, even though I don't necessarily have to, every day I have to wake up and realize that this life is not about me. It's about loving other people. My mom really set a good example yeah, of doing for sure. that. For sure. And she raised three kids who still love Jesus and serve the Lord. And it's amazing. Just the, I mean, the fruit of her life. You guys are the fruit of her life. Some of the fruit. I think kids see, our kids are the only ones who see who you really are. Yeah. And so they're going to really tell people after you're gone what you were really like. And for us, you know, we just think she was such an amazing mom to us. And even though she was doing missions work and doing different things and always loving other people, she always made us feel special yeah. and made us, you know, feel like we were the most important things and, she really had her priorities straight and, you know, we really appreciate that. And she all, everything that she did in her life, whether it was her password for her iPhone, it would be, you know, the three years that her kids were born. Yeah. You know, she just 
really made us feel like we were someone special, even though we're not, we're just, you know, these brat kids, but she made us feel like we were really loved. But it almost seems like all three of you feel like you were the most important to her. Like she just made you all feel so special. And I just, I saw that after she passed away, how many people were like, she was, she was my best friend. Like there were so many people who just felt that way with her. She just made everyone feel so special and loved. So after April came back from China, you know, I was there during that time also that she was there. And, you know, we were just friends at this point. But in 2010, we started uh, dating. I remember April was working at the church at our home church, Destiny. And I was just finishing up International Bible College my fourth year and kind of looking forward to the future and what I was going to do. And so we started talking and dating and I remember calling my mom maybe a couple of weeks after we'd started talking and told her, hey, you know, me and April are just starting to talk and, you know, kind of interested in each other. And I remember my mom was so excited. She just screamed with happiness and was just so excited about April because she knew her so well and just said that it was like winning the lottery to have April as a daughter-in-law. And so that was really awesome the way that she thought about uh, her daughter-in-laws and how much she loved them too. Yeah. And also one of the cool things about my mom is she was there for the birth of all eight of the grandkids that were born. Yeah. All eight of them, even though she was a missionary in China, she took the time to fly back literally from China to be there for the before the birth of each one. Yeah. So to do that, you don't you can't just be there for the due date, but you have to be there a couple of weeks before in case the baby's born early and to watch, you know, like when Abigail was born and we had our second baby, she was there to watch Abigail and to take care of her while we were in the hospital. But that really meant a lot that she was there for the birth of all eight grandkids. Yeah. Yeah. And so it kind of we kind of didn't know if we wanted to have another baby because my mom was there for the birth of all of them. So we're kind of like, well, you know, I don't, maybe that's a good stopping place. Maybe we shouldn't have another baby. But one, one thing we're going to do is honor my mom with using her maiden name, which she also uses her middle name, Cindy Harmon. Sarah, we're going to be calling the baby boy. His middle name is going to be Harmon named after her. That's kind of a place to honor her with the ninth grandbaby that was born because we know that she would love to be here. She really loved her grandkids and making cookies with them. And Abigail and Elizabeth, I mean, they were Abigail was four when she passed away, and Elizabeth was two and a half, almost three. But they still have such strong memories of her, and you know, they still, you know, repeat some of the things that my mom would say, and just have good good very good memories and pictures with her that we talk about all the time but we mentioned that my mom was there for the birth of all eight grandkids but robert's due date when he was born two years ago was january the 10th right right yep and so what happened with that well that was the day she passed away january 10th and both of the girls before that had been both been born really late 11 days late, seven days late. So I thought there was no chance that I could have an early baby. But um, 
I was due on January 10th and he came on January 6th, four days before that. And so, yeah, Bobby was able to, you know, be there with me, of course, having him born. And then um, we were out of the hospital a couple days later and we were able to bring him to meet meet Cindy in the hospital um, just, you know, was it two days before or maybe it was on the 8th or the 9th and then she passed away on the 10th um, on my due date. So it was just, it was just so good of God to let him be born when he was born so that he could um, meet her and she could meet him and also freed you up from being in the hospital with me. Um, but yeah, it was really, really cool how that happened. So that was the, our, the first of our babies to be born early. All the rest of them were, were late, but Robert was born four days early and was able to meet my mom just two days before she passed away. And we have a picture of the meeting. So that's, that's just great that we're able to do that. Yeah. But I know that we look forward to seeing my mom again and you know, when you read the Bible, it talks about the new heaven and the new earth and all the great things that we'll experience there. And when we're in that place and where my mom is now, it's like a clear picture of just kind of the shadowy world that we live in now. And we think that we live in this concrete, very real, very physical place, but when you're in that new heaven and that new earth, it's even more real than anything that you experience on this earth. And in this world, you know, we get a taste of joy. We get a taste of happiness, but it's never quite complete. It's never totally perfect. But there, you get to experience what joy is really like. And in my life, with my mom already experiencing that, it helps me to stay focused on what it's all about. And it's not about just the joys and the pleasures of this life, but we have to constantly be focused on the end and keep in mind and not be distracted by this world that can be like a dream that just, you know, really sucks us in. But really stay focused on the mission that God has for us to tell people about Jesus that they can experience love and his love that they don't have to perish and be separated from God forever, but they can be in that place of perfection with him. Yeah, it's hard to believe it's been two years. We really miss her, but looking forward to um, seeing her again someday. We put a verse on her stone where we would go and remember her and where we think about her, of course, and the verse is from Second Timothy chapter 1, starting in verse 5. It says, when I remember the genuine faith that is in you, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded it is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of a love and of a sound mind. And that genuine faith is what we all have to have and look at our hearts and ask ourselves if we have that. And if we do, that is a generational thing that will go from our kids to our grandkids. When they see the genuine faith that is in us, it will continue to bear fruit and to go forward. 
Amen. So you think you're going to be here next week, April, for the podcast? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I hope we get to talk to Joseph again next time. Well, if people or... like it, then you might have to be here every week. <laughs> well, then I guess it's good if I'm awkward and weird, and then you won't want me to do this again. <laughs> well, if you want April to keep doing it for a little bit, then let us know. But, uh, yeah, I, I yeah, hope you get a chance. I think it's more fun to listen to... You and Joseph kind of, you know, you're a good, good match for each other. <laughs> well, I hope you guys have a good week and hopefully you get a chance to see Star Wars or to, you know, really get focused on your goals for this year. But more importantly, to grow in your faith and your genuine faith, help it to just have strong roots and look forward to the new earth that's to come that's going to be even more amazing and more wonderful than this life so if you're a happy person who loves this life well it's going to get even better if you're a person who say hey this life sucks then hey there's another chance so <laughs> don't get discouraged but this is bobby and april sayer i'm glad that you could listen in for a few minutes and we'll see you next week all right bye